Welcome. You're listening to the Equine Photographers Podcast, the place to learn from top equine professionals around the world as they share their experience and knowledge on what it takes to be an accomplished equine photographer. Now, here is your host, Peter DeMott. Hi, this is Peter DeMott of the Equine Photographers Podcast, and today I have with me Andrew Ryback and his wife Stacy. Uh, of Andrew Ryback Photography. Um, I noticed his work on Facebook. He posts regularly from the shows he does, and I'm impressed with his work, and today we're going to talk to him. So say hi, uh, Andrew and Stacy. Hi there. Thanks for having us. Hello. Hello. The first thing that I always do, and this just gives us a little bit of... Uh, continuity between the different episodes is to find out where horses came into the picture in your life. Um, whether you started out with photography and moved into horses or whether you were involved with horses and then started doing photography. So I guess, Andrew, you can sort of tell us that part of your story. Okay. Um, well, I have always been a, a fan of horses, um, although prior to meeting my wife, um, and she had a horse when I met her, um, I couldn't have told you anything about that horse other than it was brown. Um, so that's, that's really all I knew about horses um, until we've been dating for quite a while. I've always been um, a photographer um, all throughout my, you know, my, my uh, grandfather was the photographer for the, uh, the fire station that he worked at for many, many years. And I kind of, you know, took after him a little bit. And my uncle is a, a, a part-time avid hobby photographer, so I got to experience a bit with that along with him. And then uh, once I got into college and so on, uh, I worked for the newspaper. I was the photo editor at the Daily Illini at the University of Illinois. And I uh, really got, you know, more into it. Um, after college, you know, I kind of lost touch a little bit with that and uh, went to work for Walt Disney World. And I uh, had a lot of fun there, but I uh, really didn't get to experience much with, with the camera until uh, the digital age came around. Um, I picked up my first digital SLR back in, oh gosh, probably 2003, I would think, somewhere around there. Now, just to, for a little more background, what was your degree in and what was your position at the uh, Walt Disney World? Uh, my degree was in communications, and at Walt Disney World, um, I started out as a uh, jungle skipper on the world-famous Jungle Cruise, and had a ton of fun with that, and then moved on into guest relations uh, in the parks where I was you know, handling all sorts of um, guest issues and dealing uh, with situations and making people's vacations better and uh, doing tours, VIP tours, behind-the-scenes tours, um, and then eventually I ended up in... Uh, a training role, and I ended up teaching a lot of the new uh, cast members, you know, how to go about their jobs and and all about the customer service aspects of the Walt Disney Company. Gotcha. Okay. So you sort of started doing digital around 2003. Yep. Picked up a digital SLR and just started messing around with it and trying to get back into it because you know film was kind of on its way out uh, at that point and digital was just uh, just beginning. And um, so I picked it up a bit and started playing around with it. I moved back to Chicago in 2005 and promptly met my wife, Stacy. Um, and uh, she brought me to my first horse show 
at the uh, Lamplight Equestrian Center uh, back in, gosh, uh, July of 2005. And I brought my, my DSLR there, and um, I can honestly say that they are some of the worst photos, uh, horse show photos I've ever seen in my life. They were absolutely horrible. I had no sense of timing with regard to, to horse jumping and, and whatnot. It was just absolutely terrible. It's always fun to look back at those and, and just have a laugh. Now, Stacy, were you riding in that show? I did, yes. Uh, we had just started dating, and I have been competing um, since I've been eight years old and um, kept through horses all through life and school and, and you know, the workforce. And um, I have competing at that time with a horse that I had purchased on my own, and we started dating. So Andy, being interested in photography, offered so generously to come and take photos of me. And um, that's how he kind of got introduced to um, the hunter-jumper world with photography. Uh-huh. So is that the only riding that you do is hunter-jumper? Yes, um, I do. Currently, I have uh, two horses. One is an uh, older um, jumper that I have. And um, the horse that I compete with now, I do in the upper-level adult jumpers. Um, and she is... Um, a Dutch warm blood and she's 13 years old and we've had a lot of good success. So, yep, that's what we're doing right now. Warm bloods are just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. She has a great background, um, bred very well from Indoctro and, um, she's very athletic and we were just very fortunate to get her, um, at the time that we did. So she makes a very good picture. <laughs> I bet. So do you have like gobs of portraits of you with her or more? <laughs> Funny you should bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, two weekends ago, we finally, you know, both the horses were clipped and I got out to the barn and got some nice portraits of uh, both our mares. And uh, finally, you know, after all these years of, of owning them and, and, you know, being around horses of our own, you know, we finally got our own pictures of them. So and I got those blown up and placed on the canvases, and they're now hanging in our house. So it's it's about time. Yes. <laughs> so you started taking pictures of your wife. How did it? How did it start becoming a business? Well, you know, I started, like I said, following her to the shows. You know, I, I would bring my camera because you know it was it was something to do, and it was you know because you know how horse shows can be, hunter jumper shows. They're there are quite uh, quite long shows, and there's a lot of a lot of hurry up and waiting, and and it's um, you know a lot of downtime. So I bring my camera, and I you know kind of experiment and see what I could do, and just have some fun with it. And uh, you know I started to get a little better at it, and my timing got you know, a little better, and then eventually got a little better equipment as well. And uh, some of her uh, barn mates and uh, fellow uh, fellow equestrians would you know ask me if I would you know take some photos of them at the shows as well. So I started taking some pictures of them too, and you know had some success with it. And eventually, uh, my wife's trainer uh, approached us and said, "Hey, you know we're having a, a small you know local show at our barn." Um, in a couple of weeks, would you like to, you know, try photographing that? I said, yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. You know, and I had all these ideas running through my head of how was, how I was going to do this and how I was going to cover it. And, and I just tried to, you know, figure out what I was going to do. And, um, so my, my wife and I, Stacey, we got together and we, and we kind of figured, Hey, you know what, let's go have some fun with this. You know, you take the pictures and bring them, bring me the, the cards. I'll put them on the computer and we'll, you know, we'll show people what they look like. And, and hopefully, you know, we'll make a couple dollars out of this and, um, it, you, it, you know, it turned out to be a pretty successful day, you know, for what it was, you know, about, uh, nine years ago now, yeah. um, at, at, uh, at the barn. And 
So uh, Stacy was the sales rep, so to speak. Yes, absolutely. Uh, customer service uh, and you know now office personnel and manager and you know um, you know customer service goes way back to childhood. My both my parents um, were entrepreneurs and had their own um, women's clothing business uh, with small boutique type um, shops. So I knew all about customer service and how to uh, talk to people and, you know, extenuate the sale or, you know, show them the positive and turn a negative and positive. So it came very natural for me, especially amongst, you know, friends who are so supportive of uh, Andy being there and were just, you know, very happy and gracious to, uh, you know, have him take pictures. Okay. So where did it go from there? Well, um, we did that show. Um, and then another, uh, another one of the uh, competing trainers that was there asked us to come and do her show. So we went and did that one. So that, uh, that's and this is around the Chicago area? Right, um, okay. out in the northwest suburbs of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did uh, two shows that summer. And then, again, same thing happened the next year. Then our trainer asked us if we'd like to come out and shoot again. And I said, sure, that'd be great. You know, made a few dollars. That was a lot of fun. You know, I'll come out and do it again. Um, and so we did that. And then the other trainer that was there asked us to do her show again. And while we were there, um, one of the office staff that was running the, uh, the show at that other barn um, was also part of the office staff of um, the main um, show management company here in Chicago, Showplace Productions. And he had mentioned to us that one of their facilities did not have a, a horse show photographer. And, uh, you know, he asked me, he said, hey, would you be interested in doing that? And I said, I think that would be a lot of fun. You know, I sure, why not? Um, I, you know, I got a little more, more of the details. Um, it was the Ledges, uh, sporting horses facility out in Roscoe, Illinois. Um, and, uh, you know, it's three rings and, um, currently it was just me, myself and I shooting. So, right. So how did you, how did you work that out? So, you know, we, we did some searching and we found, uh, some local kids that, uh, had been shooting around the horse show area for a while and, uh, did some interviews and found one really talented young lady who, uh, joined us. And helped out, and I actually um, talked my dad into uh, accompanying us on some of the weekends, so he would show up and and photograph one of the other rings as well. So we had all three rings covered, and we had a nice little um, outdoor hut office space for us to set up computers for people to view their photos and purchase their photos. And um, our first summer, you know, it was a little challenging, you know, kind of learning the way the shows work and and getting to know people and getting people to know us as a as a show photography company, but. Um, you know, since then it's just grown and blossomed, and it's it's been so much fun. And yeah, I mean, we've just experienced some exponential growth in the in the past couple of years. That uh, um, prior to uh, just about a year from today, uh, I was full time at Motorola, um, working as a, uh, a, a training um, training specialist. So um, prior to then, I had a, I had a full time job, you know, Monday through Friday, as well as working horse shows on the weekends and every vacation day that I had. Um, so like I said, just about a year ago, I, I left Motorola and uh, ventured into this horse show photography business full time. And it's been full steam ahead ever since then. And, and uh, Stacy, are you also full time with the photography? Um, no, uh, currently I still have um, a corporate job, which I do love. Um, and I have been since, uh, um, Andy and I, you know, have met, um, I'm still in the corporate world and sometimes it's refreshing, you know, to step away from, um, everything equine and go to the real business world. Um, however, I think I foresee in the near future that, um, the time will come that we probably both, 
need to uh, run the business. I mean, like Andy said, um, we've had some amazing growth and some um, new amazing venues this year, you know, and if I think it's time that eventually, you know, in the near future that I'll have to uh, cross that path and right. take the leap. So to replace that Motorola uh, income, Andrew, how many shows are you doing this year or last year? You know, I think it's somewhere around 50 or 60 shows that we, uh, we do per year. Um, there is almost a show of three out of every four weekends here in the Chicago area. And there's weekends where we also double up and we'll run two, maybe even three shows in a weekend. Um, we, last year, we expanded outside of the state a little bit further, and we picked up a show in uh, Halifax, Massachusetts. Um, it was the Silver Oak Jumper Tournament. Um, and we also do um, some other neighboring states, such as Wisconsin and Indiana. And then uh, later in the, um, in the fall, we go up to Minnesota and cover the Minnesota Harvest uh, Horse Show. And uh, just this year, we, uh, we were asked to become the photographers for the Vermont Summer Festival. So we're really looking forward to heading out east for six weeks and uh, covering a, a great show circuit out there on the East Coast. That is a pretty exponential growth. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's, um, it's really uh, it's, it's scary as, as well as exciting. Mm-hmm. Now, one, one reason I think you're getting some of that is because your pictures are quite spectacular. You know, as I look at them, they have a nice amount of contrast. They're tack sharp, and they're right at the peak of every uh, jump. So, but you have various people taking pictures, and how how much time does it take to train people to do that? Well, you know, the funny thing is, is that a lot of the kids around our area, you know, they have cameras. They, you know, they're they, you know, they grow up around the horses and, you know, they bring their cameras to the horse shows and they sit there and they, they photograph around the rings all the time. And so with a lot of them, I really don't have to do much training. And, and it's thankfully I do have that training background, but in this case, I really haven't had to use it because some of the kids that we have hired, um, and I, I say that I call them kids now because, you know, um, they're, they're in high school and college and whatnot, but they're still quite a bit younger than both Stacy and I at this point. Um, but you know, some of the kids that we hire, they're just so talented already and they're so good. Their timing is impeccable. You know, sometimes I have to, you know, teach them a little bit about framing and, uh, you know, certain, you know, certain angles that I'd like them to capture. But, you know, they're really, really good at, at, at what they do. And again, I, you know, people compliment uh, us on our photographs that we post on Facebook and other social media. But really, you know, it's not just me, it's my entire team. I really do have a great team of photographers and, you know, I tell them that constantly. You know, without them, you know, I wouldn't, I, I highly doubt we have the exponential growth that we've had. Right, right. So, and I was looking at your Facebook and I noticed that there was some arenas that had open walls on the outside. And, uh, and I noticed one was at nighttime. And I noticed the other one was one of your, you know, picture of the day kind of things. Uh, like, and the, it was bright outside, but you still had a good exposure inside. Are you using additional lighting? No, we uh, we don't use any additional lighting um, with our with our cameras. You know, with hunter jumpers, it, you know, we've always we always try to stay away from strobes and external lighting just because you know you, we don't want to potentially spook a horse and cause you know somebody to have a, an accident. So we we always everything's natural lighting. Um, I, I do a lot when we have tough 
lighting situations such as uh, covered arenas or indoor arenas, um, I generally tend to shoot in raw just so if there is something I need to tweak, I can you know bring up some of the uh, the uh, shadows and, and drop some of the, the the highlights down if I have to. Although I, I generally, you know, I set things up so I really don't have to do that because, you know, the less time I'm in front of the computer, the more time I can be out shooting. Right. So just to get an idea um, for the people that are wanting to shoot Hunter Jumper, um, what is the lowest shutter speed you'll shoot at and what kind of ISOs are you using to, to get that shutter speed? With... Um, Hunter jumpers and indoors, and I'll just you know as an example because we just finished our last indoor show um, of the winter series. Um, I, I would set my camera up on manual, and because the lighting's you know constant, I really don't have to do much um, with changing any of the settings. But I set my camera up on manual with the one five hundredth of a second on uh, shutter speed, and I'm generally shooting at f four. Uh, I really find that anything lower than f four, um, you really you kind of lose a bit of the uh, the depth of field when it comes to the horse and the rider and uh, you'll get you know you'll the horse will be in focus and the rider will be out of focus and it can kind of not look as great as is i uh, really like it to be but um with uh indoors as well the lighting is so difficult and it's so you know the, the arenas they tend to be you know re- rather well lit you know to the human eye but to the camera um they're not so much and thankfully you know my wife you know allowed me to uh invest in some new gear this year so uh I recently acquired a, an Icon D5, which the ISO capability on this thing are—it's absolutely amazing. Um, just some test shots I did, you know, at twenty-five thousand ISO, and there's virtually no noise. It's—it's it's just absolutely amazing. Um, but generally, for the indoors, I'm shooting at uh, sixty-four hundred uh, ISO, and it, you know, it works out fairly well. Um, and I, the uh, the JPEG uh, noise reduction within the camera really helps um, too. So, you know, it, it turns out fairly well and people are pleased with their photographs. And obviously I wouldn't put anything out there um, to sell that wasn't up to my standards. So um, it, it's been working out really well with that. Outdoors, you know, um, what I do is I, I set my cameras on aperture priority. So, um, you know, I like to think I like my camera set at F4. Uh, like I said, I think that's that's the, uh, the sweet spot. So F4 and then, you know, depending on what the... Uh, the clouds are doing and you know, generally we're at one one thousandth or, or higher on uh, shutter speeds and that's perfectly fine i try to keep uh obviously the iso as low as possible um but if you know things change and it starts to get cloudy then i'll send out a text to my photographers and say hey bump your isos up you know go to 400 or or maybe even go to 800 just to make sure that we're getting the shutter speeds that we need okay so that's good and the the other photographers though don't necessarily have this newest fangled camera right well, yeah, and that's the thing is with indoors, we really only have one ring to cover. So it's just me sitting on the side of the ring shooting. Um, outdoors um, is when we get into the uh, multiple photographers working. Um, and it, I try to keep the fairly current on our gear. Uh, most of my photographers are going to be using Nikon D3s or and, D3Ss. Uh, so 70 the, to 200 lens? 70 to 200 lens is what I prefer to use. Because um, mm-hmm. for the most part, we get, you know, right either in the ring or, you know, some really good position alongside the ring. Occasionally I will uh, pull out the 200 to 400 when I've got a really large ring to work with. Um, but uh, I, I generally like to stick with the 70 to 200. Um, as I tell most people, you know, it's on my camera 90% of the time. Mm-hmm.
Now, this is about the business of photography. Obviously, 50 to 60 shows a year is a full-time business. Uh, but tell us about the marketing that goes on at the shows to help people to know where to go to buy their pictures or what website to go to and and all the things that you do in terms of the uh, Disney World marketing and customer experience. Let's put it that way. Okay. Well, you know, I think it really all stems from, you know, the customer service aspect and, you know, getting to know your clients, getting to know the people that come to the horse shows and just really giving them an all-around great experience. And, you know, Stacy not having worked at Disney, but you know what, you, you wouldn't be able to know it from interacting with her um, in our photo office, whether it's, you know, our trailer or our hut or wherever we're at, because um, she's really picked up on that, that customer service aspect and and makes really makes uh, our customers and clients feel like, uh, you know, feel like they're at home. You know, it's such a it's a nice, warm, wonderful experience. You know, dealing with with them in uh, that's that's really the backbone of, of, of everything. Is is just that really that really good customer service experience. Um, as far as you know, marketing at the shows and, and whatnot. Again, it's it's a lot of word of mouth. You know, a lot of you know you know people you know talk up. I mean, we've gotten to know our our clients and customers so well that. Um, people start to talk about us and, and send other new people that don't know us know about us um, off to our office to check out our photos. So you you said you had a uh, a trailer. Yes, um, actually, we just we launched our uh, our mobile unit um, last uh, last June. Um, it was uh, something that uh, we've been wanting to do for quite a while, and I finally you know found exactly what I wanted, which was a uh, nineteen fifty. Uh, Airstream style trailer. It's uh, called a Spartan Royal Mansion. Um, it was in uh, horrible shape. <laughs> we put a lot of work into it and kind of turned it into a, a mobile office that worked for us. And we, like I said, we launched it last June at the uh, Showplace Production Spring Spectacular at uh, Lamplight Equestrian Center. And it's really, it's really been a great uh, boon for our business. You know, people say, "Hey, where do we see photos?" Well, I'll go look for that big uh, shiny trailer. And, uh, and it, you know, people, you know, they find the shiny trailer, they head on in and check out their photos, and it's really worked out. Um, prior to that, you know, most of the time we have we have signs, lawn signs that we set up throughout the uh, the show venue. Okay. Um, we get so to what, know, are the, what are the lawn signs say on? Um, I've got several different types. Um, some of them are just blue ones that say photos with an arrow pointing down the path so people know where to go. Um, I've also got some uh, informational signs that say, you know, you know come to – Check out our photo. We've got full show um, packages. We've got prints, you know, digital images, uh, specialty items, and we kind of list some of our products on there. Um, and also let people know that um, unlike many other show photographers, we don't put our stuff online. Um, we try to keep things at the show uh, only. Obviously, there are exceptions to be made because um, I know you know things can get uh, crazy out out of hand for some people at shows. So we uh, we will make exceptions and put the photos online for people. But for the most part, you know, we, we prefer to have people come on site and view their photos. And uh, it's really an in-the-moment experience. You know, you're there, you're seeing your photos of your horse, and you're getting some great photos right there. And that's, that's probably the best opportunity um, that we're going to get uh, to achieve those sales. So, Stacy, are you the only one in that little trailer, or is there a couple of assistants for you, too? Oh, well, uh, originally it was just me, and I was the 
uh, card runner going back and forth to each uh, arena, gathering the cards and loading the pictures. But as the business grew, obviously, um, to keep that, as you would say, customer experience, it's very important that um, when someone walks into our trailer or to our uh, office, which we call the hut, um, everyone wants to be heard. You know, customers want you to pay attention to them. They oftentimes want your opinion. You know, they most of the people that we do um, employ are horse people or have the passion or love for horses. So, you know, they're proud of what they own. You know, most ho- horse owners, you know, it's a lifestyle. They love their horses. They want to be with their horses. They're proud of their horses. So uh, from a customer experience, you know, they want to share in that moment. So um, I have hired um, people who have great customer service background or just people who are really just into, you know, um, helping pick out great pictures for, you know, it was their teammates or, you know, their trainers or grandma and grandpa. So, you know, currently I have um, an, you know rotation for part time. Um, right now we have four people um, that kind of work customer service and office. And then we also have um, a couple other positions that are uh, new, which would we call them card runners, which are uh, dedicated people who you know like to walk or use the, our golf cart, which we have um, going from arena to arena, helping the photographers with whatever they need, um, lens changes if need be or equipment and um, bringing the cards to the office. And um, we also have a, um, position that is kind of an office position also is um, a GoPro operator, which Andy can expand on um, and one of our specialty products that we offer. Ooh, interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> GoPro. So uh, before we move on to that, though, how would you describe the activity level in the trailer from a typical show? How many horses are in one of these shows? Um. On average, for our larger horse shows, so we're talking about Spring Spectacular or Aquafest, there can be anywheres, and there's series of horse shows. So a series can be three weeks. It can be two weeks. Um, most of our large ones can be anywhere from 800. When you, say, when you say three weeks, that's every day or just on the weekends or what? Um, usually Tuesday through Sunday. Sometimes it's every day of the week. Um, and, you know, we can have anywhere from 800 to 12 horse, 1,200 horses a week per week. Um, on some of our smaller shows, it could be a couple hundred. Um, we do a lot of um, local circuits, which, you know, can be 80 to 50. It just depends on um, the circuits that we're covering. We have local, we have um, which we call A-rated shows and national shows, which have larger participants. Right. Okay. And then so describe the activity level in in the trailer for for those that are not there right now. I mean <laughs> what what does it look like? Okay. So usually when you walk in the door, either it be our mobile unit or our um office, our stationary office, when you enter the doorway, I'll try to give you a visual, there will be tables set up with at least four to six, depending on our location, laptops. So it's very inviting. Um, It's, I wouldn't say spacious, but enough room to accommodate a good amount of people. And so right when you walk in, it we visually kind of take you towards the computers where they can sit down and look at their pictures right there on site. How do they find their pictures? They find their pictures by a series of um, folders. 
each competitor, or we say horse, has a uh, competition number. So 391, 251, and all pictures taken are loaded into that folder. So when a customer sits down, they look for their folder and then they can view each picture per day all in one folder. So it's very easy for them to find, oh yeah, my competition number is 391. I open up the folder. Here are all my pictures per week of that of my horse and myself. Mm-hmm. So they're riding every day perhaps? Um, well, their trainers can ride in, you know, early during the week to prepare the horses. And then the amateur rides pretty much on the weekend. So not every day, but at least three to four, you know, if it's a big series um, per week, three to four days. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm just trying to visualize uh, how many pictures they might order and what are the most popular products, uh, whether those be digital files or whether they be you know, eight by tens or, or what? So take us through that. Well, we, we have a, a lot of different products. Um, that's kind of something that we, we try to, we try to get some, some fresh new things in there each and every season just to, you know, kind of keep, uh, people interested in, in the different photography products. But, um, something that we were kind of known for, um, is our full show, uh, package on a USB. And uh, pretty much you get every single photograph that any of our photographers capture of this particular uh, competition number on a USB drive provided uh, so generously by the, the Plaid Horse magazine. Um, you, you get it on a USB drive that you can take home with you right then and there. Um, as, soon as, you're, as soon as the last photo is loaded, you can, uh, we'll load up that USB for you. You take it home with you, and you're welcome to do whatever you like with it, whether it's print the photos off, share them on social media, you know, turn them into canvases on your own. You know, we, you know, we, we're kind of known for that, uh, that one particular package, but we, we, uh, we do offer, you know, prints and single does digital that, files. Does and, that package change depending on how big a show it is in terms of pricing or how does that work? Uh, we try to keep it pretty consistent, um, with, uh, with the particular, you know, the, the entire show circuit, whether it's a, a tiny local show or it's a large national show, we, we try to keep all our prices consistent because a lot of our, you know, clients, they, you know, they may bring a green horse to a smaller local show and expect, you know, to see the same pricing that they see at uh, some of the other the other larger shows. And it wouldn't be be detrimental to us to have different pricing models. Well, um, I didn't know if it, you know, the difference between a one or two day show versus a three week show. You uh, know, well, yeah, the three week show we we split up into weeks. So okay. Be, you know, whether it's you know it's. There, there's three distinct distinct weeks, so that would be three distinct uh, USB drives as well. Gotcha. So that's how you manage those prices. Then. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Otherwise, we would be eating ramen noodles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and is that that tends to be the most popular thing? That's probably our most popular product. Um, it's just when you think about it that we set the pricing up so that if there's you know four or five images that you like it just makes sense to get the digital or the uh, the usb um because your pricing is going to be above what the usb costs at that point so you might as well get that and take every photo home with you um the way i look at it is if i'm taking these photos and you're not going to buy them what's the point um i want you to have these photos i want you to enjoy them i want you to take them home as a keepsake as a memento um as a training tool even you know to look at your rounds and say hey this is what i did wrong here this is what happened here you know, it's, you know, there's so many things that you can do with these photographs. And for me to have them 
sitting on a hard drive somewhere without people looking at them and using them and enjoying them. It's or, really, or just, really kind of pointless. Just picking one or two out of 50 or something like that. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, people do do that. You know, there are people that we have clients that come in and they'll, every single show, they'll buy one four by six. And, and you know what? They're just as important to me as anybody else because, you know, they come and they support us and we really appreciate that. And, you know, four by six to me is just as important as a full show USB drive. And, and I, I really appreciate pretty much every customer that comes in and, and, uh, we'll continue to give them, you know, great service just like everybody else. And, um, so, you know, as far as products go, again, USB is the most imp- or the most popular. But you know, lately we've uh, we've really been increasing sales on um, canvases and uh, larger products like thin wraps. And uh, we recently partnered uh, partnered up with uh, Model Horse Jumps, um, which is uh, a uh, they're they're miniature um, hunter jumper jumps that have picture frames built into them. So you know, people will be able to buy uh, a nice uh, framed up jump photo and uh, you know, put it on display on their shelf without having to buy an actual frame. Okay. Describe this again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a got, it's a miniature jump with a frame in it. Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, it's a yeah, Briar horse model sized um, horse jump. So basically you've got two standards on either side uh-huh. with a, a pole in the middle and hanging from the pole is a slot for a 4 by 6 photograph. Oh, how funny. Okay. That's cute. So... Um, you know, usually in this podcast, I do kind of dig around for general pricing because people, they don't understand that, you know, here a wild horse photography makes their income this way. Uh, you know, uh, we just, I just did uh, a saddle horse photographer and, and they have a certain pricing scheme and a lot, sell a lot of prints. Um, and you're selling USBs. Um, can you give us a kind of a general range of pricing on things? Um, generally, our USBs are right around two hundred dollars for uh, a, okay. a horse show, um, and like I said, includes every single image on on that USB. Yeah, that's a fantastic value for the customer for sure. Yeah. Like I said, if if I'm taking photos and you're not buying them, that's kind of you know, there's no point to it. <laughs> I think that's a great philosophy. I do. Uh, you know, people use now. Obviously, that's not going to help let's say, a portrait photographer. Uh, and I do see you do some portrait work. What part of the business is that? Obviously very small compared to the shows, right? Well, it's actually been growing immensely as well. Um, again, now that I have you know, my, weeks, my weekdays free from uh, the corporate world, you know, I spend a lot of those, uh, those golden hour evenings at, at barns doing photo shoots of people's horses and you know, senior photos and in baby photos and family photos and all sorts of things. Um, and that's really, you know, become a, a real integral part of our business is, uh, is the photo shoot. Um, we've even actually been able to integrate that into our uh, horse shows as well. You know, uh, as part of an a, add-on package of some sort or kind of an add-on package. Um, generally if there's a, if they're dragging the ring or if they're changing the course and I've got, you know, 15, 20 minutes uh, free, I'll, you know, I'll run out and, uh, and photograph somebody's horse, um, at the barn or something, because yeah, a lot of times at the horse shows, the horses are are really presented really nicely. They've got beautiful braids and they're they're you know clipped and just look absolutely beautiful. And it's the perfect opportunity to uh, do a portrait uh, of somebody's horse. So, um, like I said, that's really been growing um, recently, and it's 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 a lot of fun. But I would say right now it's probably about twenty five percent of our business. 
And that's um, part of that portrait sessions that Andy offers. You know, we can package that in uh, two two primary primary ways. Um, we have times where Andy will go out, you know, like he said, during the week. Like a barn we, call. Like a barn call. You know, like be an hour shoot, a two-hour shoot, um, you know, three hours, or if someone can hire him all day. You know, a lot of these uh, young ladies <coughs> or riders like to have multiple locations, and they have multiple horses, they have multiple outfit changes, so we can work that that way. Um, we have introduced something um, which has become very popular, as you can see all over social media, which are what we call these blackout um, photos, which is where the horses, you know, their headshot or body shot is the main focal point, and then the rest of the picture or portrait um, is kind of, uh, you know, blacked out. Um, you know, it emphasizes the horses, uh, their beautiful heads and necks, and, you know, every horse owner, including myself, you know, wants one of these. Um, we have incorporated those because um, Andy has learned um, a fantastic way of presenting the horses and using the natural light where he can quickly, you know, within 10 to 15 minutes, take pictures of the horses. And then we offer them what we call like a mini blackout session, which this session includes Andy's sitting fee and an actual canvas. So that's become very popular at the horse shows. So you're saying that portrait session is at the horse shows quite a bit of time? A lot of the times, yeah, because yeah. like I said, the horses are, are presented really, really nicely at the horse shows with braids in their hair and, you know, they're like their body clipped and they just look absolutely gorgeous. And, you know, again, people will do that at the barns. They'll have braiders come out and braid their horses there. But if you're already at the horse show and I've got the time and the ability, why not do it there? Right. So now where do you find this shady area to take the picture? Because I, I would assume, I mean, I, I've seen people take, uh, you know, let's say barn door pictures where they're shooting into a dark barn and, uh, you know, you're, you're getting the natural light from the entrance. Yeah, um, that's, we we're really fortunate with our facilities, um, in that we've got barn doors at, at most of our facilities facing every direction. Okay. So, so you, you do, know. you basically, you use that method to get that dark shadow and then you clean it up and make it even more beautiful. Correct. You know, expose for the horse, make sure that, you know, the horse looks beautiful. And then if there's any, any light leaks anywhere, you know, from a, from some sort of light in the background, I'll make sure I touch that up. But, you know, generally I try to make it uh, as easy as possible on me on the back end. Cause like I said, you know, the less time in front of the computer, the more time I'm out shooting. Right now, it, you know, on this USB that, uh, the show participants buy, um, how much time are you spending on do you I mean are you doctoring any of the images at all when they do that no um, again we I train all my photographers to you know shoot you know a certain way to make sure that everything is perfect um, the, the only uh, editing per se that you'll get on the USB is making sure that if there happens to be a, a poorly timed shot or an out-of-focus shot it will be deleted prior to you even seeing it so that's pretty much the only uh, post-production we do on those so you you call the images and then you say here they are, and here's the deal. And if you buy four images, it's a hundred and fifty dollars. But if you buy everything, it's two hundred. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the way it works. I mean, yeah. and people tend to see the value in that. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I mean, we do sell just like like I explained to everyone who comes in that's new. You know, we do sell you know prints individually, just like every other you know photography company. Um, we will sell you you know individual digital photos, uh, you know in addition. 
But, you know, most people look at that two or three, you know, and they're wavering. Well, you know, if you get, you know, you're at three and that you really love, you know, one more is going to push you towards the USB. And not only do they get, you know, the pictures right there on location, you know, it's instant gratification. You know, we don't have to pay for postage. We're not shipping anything out. Customers walk away with, you know, a USB and, you know, it's a win-win, you know, for everyone. You know, we do offer, you know, like Andy said, we try to come up with fun new products each year. You know, um, something that's been also very popular are pillows, which um, <laughs> Andy did not believe me when I said that every little girl is going to want a picture of their pony <laughs> on a pillow. <laughs> he was um, for certain that um, no pillow would sell. That's hilarious. And it's actually become quite popular so they can get a customized picture pillow with the name on the back. <laughs> so basically they place their order at the uh, booth and then you ship it out to them, uh, I assume. Yep. Yeah. Correct. I don't like to print anything, you know, on, on site, site just because the commercial environment is so dirty and dusty that, you know, printers would just get destroyed within a day. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. Just to close things up here. I guess I want to ask a question about um, you two working together on this as a business and what brings each of you the most joy and excitement in what you do. Um, and you each have your own perspective. So e each of you talk about it. Ever since we started doing this, you know, I've gotten to know so many people in, in the Chicagoland area and, you know, across the country and the, um, the camaraderie of the uh, the equine industry is just fantastic, and you know, with the the Disney background and talking to people, I just you know I love to sit there and talk to people, whether it's a budding photographer or a horse show dad with a camera, or you know, clients that I've known for years. I'll sit there and talk to them and, and just have a, a great time shooting and enjoying the horse show with my customers and clients, and you know, seeing them enjoy our work, whether it's my a photograph that I took and I'm super proud of, or it's one that one of my, my photographers took and, you know, seeing them displaying that on social media, you know, immediately after the show is just such a rewarding thing for me, um, as an artist, as a photographer, as, you know, as a friend to all these people, it's, it just, it really makes me so excited to see these photographs, you know, posted online and, and hanging up in people's houses and, and things like that. I, I just, I really, I relish in the fact that they're enjoying what they do and I get to enjoy what I do. And, and I always say that if, if you're not uh, having fun, you're not doing it right. And, you know, I'll, I, I really, I, I love what I do. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing. And I'm so lucky to be able to do this. And, you know, I, I have to thank my wife for, you know, getting me involved with the, uh, the whole horse industry. You know, if it weren't for her, you know, I'd probably still be working at Motorola, having a great time, but uh, not truly loving you know what I do because you, you've heard the saying: if you if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And I honestly feel like I am not working. It's it's so much fun. I love it. Um, I love interacting with people. I love seeing the the smile on their faces when they see an amazing photograph, or uh, if we capture a fall, I love seeing them laugh at themselves as they uh, as, at their face as they're coming off their horse. It, uh, it's <laughs> it can be really entertaining as well. But um, it's it's such a rewarding career. And uh, I'm so thankful to be able to do it. And again, thanks to my wife, Stacy for getting me involved with it. But uh, I'll let her uh, talk a little bit about what she enjoys about it. Yeah. You know, Andy puts it very well, you know, coming from obviously two 
different people, two different personalities, you know, him being extremely social and, you know, loves to communicate with a communication background. And I agree. I mean, um, it is a customer experience and it's not only an experience for them, it's an experience for us. And it's extremely rewarding to year after year, which I think Andy will agree with me here, is that we see, you know, little girls or little boys, you know, start in the beginning circuits from like short stirrup you know, and then we see them, you know, for three, one of our three customers. Years later. Yeah, yeah, no, even four years yeah. later, five years later, you know, at a Grand Prix at WEF in Wellington. And, mm-hmm. you know, each time they're there, they're hugging us and, you know, thanking us for capturing that moment and, you know, being with us in, in that experience. And, you know, a, a quick little story just to wrap this up that, you know, communicates us the best for us is that here we are, you know, Andy worked in Wellington um, part of the winter this year. You know, I went there to help him pack up the trailer and drive back so he didn't have to do it 14 hours by himself. Right. 20, 20 hours by myself. <laughs> yeah, with a trailer, it slows it down exactly. a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, I take a little time off my corporate job so, you know, I can ride at WEF. And we're walking down the paths of this very large, you know, international area. And within probably 15, 20 minutes, we see 10 customers come running to us, hugging us, so excited. Yeah. So excited to see us. And, you know, and then of course the, you know, the, the question comes, can you take my picture? You know, which we never do, you know, we're not going to step on horse show photographer, you know, it's their, their turf, but I mean, instantly it's not just a customer, you know, it's a friend, you know, we've seen this little girl, you know, um, five years, you know, and now she's in the grand prix ring doing her first grand prix. It's the, accomplishment and the reward and, you know, the joy that we get to see these people, you know, and we feel like they're part of their experience. You know, we've seen them grow up. We know their parents. I know their grandma by their first name. You know what I mean? (laughs) We're shopping at the same, you know, saddlery and getting, you know, you know, hoof oil together. So it's a very large extension of a family. And that's how we run our business. You know, when we have a new hire, we say, you know, we are a fun, you know, company and, you know, we run it like a family. But, you know, it's also a professional business and, you know, we like to have fun and, you know, we keep it professional. Um, but that's it. It's extremely rewarding to see these people and, you know, to live in their dream because, of course, I have my horse show dreams and, you know, and the photographer and the show management, they're all part of it. So it's extremely rewarding to be part of that. Very cool. Well, I certainly appreciate you guys being willing to come on and talk to us about your business. Thank you again for coming on the podcast. Thank Thank you you very much much for having us, Peter. Thanks for joining us for the Equine Photographers Podcast. We hope you were inspired to grow and improve as an equine photographer by listening today. Join us for the next episode to learn and grow and to be inspired as we interview some of today's outstanding image makers. 